Hello and welcome to Nailing It Down, a podcast dedicated to reporting and analyzing current events, tapping whatever knowledge and expertise we can find to get as close to the truth as possible. I'm Mark Kelly. The focus for this episode is immigration, immigrants, refugees, violence that drives people from their homes that has some 65 million people uprooted at this moment around the world. There's a lot to think about, but I don't have to do it alone anymore. My dear friend and fellow humanitarian and my best friend from college, Larry Hames, has kindly signed on as a co-host of the podcast. We'll be connecting via phone, so the audio quality might be a little less than optimum. But the loss in sound quality is more than offset by what Larry brings to the conversation. Let's get him in here. Larry Hames, welcome to Nailing It Down. Good to have you on board, my friend. Well, thanks uh, for including me, Mark. It's been many years since we... uh have done this. That's right. That's right. People should know that you and I started out in the broadcast world together doing a show on the Houghton College radio station, uh, which was called, what was the name of the show? Um, oh, I don't know the name of the show. Boy. <laughs> it was J. Alfred Prufrock, right? Well, uh, I know that was what we read every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, caused, we caused trouble on campus with... Uh, right. Did some controversial things, reading from the handbook well, on conscientious was, objection. Yeah, this was back in the '60s, Mark. So you yeah. have to put in perspective. Yeah, but that was our, really our duty at that time. I, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, still is. Yes, and you and you can actually kept that show going after I transferred out, right? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. We had we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. It was a great experience, and it launched your career, Mark. That's that's right. I owe it all to you, man. And, oh wow! Well, and Houghton and, and, and College. Do, do I have yeah. to say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get going here. I am just happy to have you with the show and uh, to be able to tap your intelligence and, and knowledge uh, on these topics uh, to try to get people to think about them and hopefully react to them. Um, just, just briefly, if you would, give us the thumbnail of your, your work experience since Houghton College. What have you done? Oh, it's, yeah. Um, it, it mostly, um, I, I've spent the year since um, college uh, in social service field dealing with people with uh, various problems, mental health, substance abuse, and running a number of treatment programs over the years. And the last job I did was a little outside of that, but uh, similar, and that was working with people who were in the criminal justice uh, system and working with the courts and local uh, prosecutors to come up with alternative consequences for uh, small, basic smaller crimes, although we dealt with uh, some serious uh, hit and runs, too. is an uh, interesting combination of things. But at any rate, uh, that's what I've been doing, working in restorative justice, and then retired. So now yeah. I'm retired, and that's where you go. Excellent, excellent. Well, I, I'm just unhappy we can do this. Um, we we have picked for today, for the, uh, the, the maiden run, uh, this whole immigration topic, which is painful and uh, gigantic and sprawling and troublesome and problematic. Um, and you had you had found and, and referred to me uh, a, 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 a cover story in in Time magazine where they did a real uh, 
uh, in-depth, comprehensive kind of examination of, of many dimensions of the, of the immigration question. Uh, and I think that's a really good one. So I want to I'm going to let you take the lead in, in sort of taking us through that because I think it raises some things that we all should be thinking about. But let me let me start by by being being I don't know uh, argumentative. Um, our president, uh, the current president, uh, has has said over and over again uh, from the the moment he started campaigning for office that uh, that this the biggest problem we face is this national security threat at the Mexican border, that all these, these Mexican terrorists and criminals uh, are coming across the border in, by the hundreds of thousands, and, and that uh, that's why he needs to build this wall down there, is to keep them out and keep us safe. Um, what the, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into this article, but I mean, just what's, what's your sort of general orientation toward that argument at this point? Well, I'll just quote what Time in the beginning of their uh, article here on immigration. Uh, uh, the author uh, states, we are living today in a global society increasingly, increasingly roiled by challenges that can, neither, uh, that, that can be neither defined nor contained by physical barriers. Hmm. So, so much for the idea of a wall. And I think, I think we're seeing that come to play, that most of the experts – uh, and the border guards on the border say, you know, the, the wall is not what we need. People are coming in through legal ports of entry, uh, for the most part, smuggling drugs like they always have through legal ports of entry. We have to get better detention right. and uh, detection and detention. Um, so people, uh, you know, it's a misnomer to believe that the liberals in the country want to have open borders. That's not the case. The case is let's vet each person that comes to the comes to our door knocking, saying, I'm, I'm escaping uh, for political or asylum reasons, and let's look at each of those cases. And yeah. in some cases, uh, and probably many, it's true. In some cases, it's like, well, I couldn't get a job for the last six months. I'm coming to America to find one. Maybe that's not a good enough answer. I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so um, we're, we're looking at that, and that's what this article goes into. And um, it, so on the wall, the fiscal barrier is really not the problem. Uh, we know that a majority of people come to our country uh, with work or student visas, right. and they stay here for for um, months and then sometimes years after those visas are expired. Right, right. sort but of disappear into the woodwork. So, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think we understand in in many cases why they do that. Uh, you know, circumstances in their home countries, and we'll we'll probably get to this a little later in a moment, but. Hmm. Uh, circumstances in, in their home countries may be such that uh, they really don't want to go home, uh, or right. it might even be dangerous for them to go home. Might be life-threatening. Yeah, right. To, to very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And there, that uh, the article you know goes into great depth talking about that. That and here we are in America, and I think we know through international news that we're hardly alone in finding um, our country shaped by its reactions to waves of newcomers. And it goes on to talk about the collapse of the Venezuelan economy, yeah. given more than 3 million people into neighboring countries. And um, that's just continuing. Violence in sub-Saharan Africa, Middle East, Afghanistan, yeah. has really turned into making Uganda, Kenya, Turkey, Jordan, Lebanon, and other countries uh, into the world's largest refugee camps, yep. You know where people can sit there for weeks, months, and years. Absolutely. As, as you know, I just uh, I just wrote for whatever it's going to be worth uh, 
a book on human rights, and and I got into I did a lot of reading about those places. I mean, there are mm-hmm. there are just so many places in the world where the people they 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 are in real grave danger. They and their children are in grave danger if they stay in their own homeland, uh, which has to be an awful feeling. Yes. Yeah. Uh, clearly, and um, so it's not for a lot that people take on these. Uh, you know, if we're looking at our southern border and the, the waves, the migration waves that um, that are apparently so scary, when people come to the border, they, they are escaping those places that they can't go back to. And um, they should, they should I, you know, I think, again, they should be checked out each and every one of their stories and, and find out what the uh, – what – their goal is for immigrating to our country, yeah. and what can they add to our country? And that's that's interesting. If I can switch gears a little yeah, bit, yeah, jump into that. I, I thought I yeah. thought that was interesting in in the article after after you recommended it to me. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, with that. That, sure. Let's flip a page here. Um, so the, there's actually upsides to having uh, immigrants come into our country. Well, when you when you look at the fact that we were founded by immigrant waves over the years, every, and, every uh, last well, every last one of us yeah, came yeah, from someplace. Sure, uh, you know, Irish yeah. Italian waves, you know, and Amen. they uh, yeah yeah. So yeah. there we go. So um, at this point in time, the worldwide uh, population of immigrants is at, stands at three percent. Okay, that's a total worldwide population. Hmm. And um, recently, in the, when the study was done in 2015, this group of people, displaced people, if you will, uh, found when they landed in their new country, um, they generated about 9% of the global GDP. So these people adding uh, to the host countries they end, in, end up in uh, with a great deal of benefit. Well, wow. which, of, of, of money, which is absolutely contrary to what what our president and uh, and right. a number of other people, and even even leaders of other countries, uh, you know, exactly. the, the French are cracking down, the Italians are cracking down, the Germans, I think, under yeah. pressure from from other countries are, and and from from nationalistic forces within their own countries, right. are, are cracking down, and they're cracking down in the face of of that kind of information, which would argue yeah. that they're wrong. In, in their, their attempts to drive all of these people out of their countries. Right, right. Yeah. So there is, um, you know, there obviously there uh, there needs to be some solution that's based on, like as I say, uh, having people state their case at the border uh, in an orderly fashion, uh, not jumping and swimming across the river, of course, but right. uh, coming in through the ports of entry right. where they're allowed. Right. And so if we want to invest some money into our border security, it's, uh, many experts say let's put it in uh, more border security personnel right. that can uh, process people. Let's put it into ports of entry. Uh, the, the other thing that this article points out in summation is that any, any long-term solution uh, must address the reasons people leave home in the first place. Uh, and we've talked about that, yeah. uh, you know, and that's, that's covered in the news often. But in Central America, that means establishing security and rule of law. Yeah. And we know that there there are gangs that we can't even imagine in this country unless maybe you live in, in, in East L.A. or something like that where it's a reality. Yeah. Most of us know what that's like. And here we have people that are running for their lives because they're being uh, extorted uh, if they don't pay money and then, you know, threatened with their families and everybody. 
because uh, the gang leaders will kill them and their family members. It's, it's documented. How, so what do, we, what do we do? How do, how do well, we I, make a difference from here? Yeah. Well, I think the, the, the thing that the, the bottom line is is that we as a country, along with other countries and specifically the U.N., uh, need to adopt policies that you know, are going to address this on a global basis. Um, and in, in our situation here, there have, in, in the U.S., uh, one, at least one Republican congressman has suggested we develop a, a foreign aid program similar to what they did in the Marshall Plan after World War II to really bring uh, some stability uh, to, well, right now, Venezuela, uh, not through putting our armed forces there, but by working uh, with the neighboring countries who are receiving the immigrants, working with the countries where the people feel threatened, to come up with a, a way to help them uh, better manage their citizenry so that people aren't so motivated or feel the need to leave their country. So that uh, ultimately that's where it's got to, got to go. Yeah, so what, what about each of us as an individual? What, what should we be lobbying for? Who should we be lobbying to, to try to get our country to adopt a, a very different stance with regard to this whole question at this point? I think that is uh, an excellent question. The normal channels, uh, a process for this is uh, taking the time to contact your local uh, legislators and make them aware of of, uh, your concern that people be treated civilly and that they shouldn't just be sent back when they reach our borders and say, we're not going to take you and just build more walls and, and barbed wire. To, to actually listen and help individuals who uh, need to come into our country, need asylum, uh, to come in in, in a, a proper way that we can count them and, and um, be able to monitor. You know, we're going to want to make sure that folks coming in will pay their taxes and help our base. And right. so far it's shown that they are doing that. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I know if we, if we, if we could get, get our country to take that kind of an approach, I think I would feel a lot better than I do now. I, I, Absolutely. You know, yeah. the way we're treating these people now, just, you know, with, with separating families and, and locking mm. up children and, and uh, you know, slowing down the processing of, of those who are seeking asylum, uh, hoping they'll go away before, right. you know, before we have yep. to consider their case. Uh, I, I'm not comfortable with that. I really would hope that, uh, that we could get into moving the direction that you're talking about. That just makes right. a lot of sense to me. Well, I think, it, you know, we know that the the world's issue around immigration is continue and people will flee bombs and uh, yeah. threats and, and gang violence. It's not going to stop. So, um, you know, until we can bring a certain amount of, uh, I think, help to the nations that, that either want it, will accept it, and uh, can improve the lives of their the citizens that were most vulnerable and threatened. Um, we're not going to make much headway. Yeah, excellent. Hey, we're running out of time, my friend. Yep. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks, thanks for uh, for doing this. I am glad sure. to have you working with the project. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what uh, impact we can have. And and just a, a teaser for people, if they if they're still listening to this, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would I would say I I have I have already recommended to you an article in the New York Times that they published after uh, they agreed to. Uh, to interview Donald Trump. I mean, he invited them. He wanted it off the record. They said, no way. So they took a couple of reporters and uh, 
and I want to talk. I just he sounds he sounds a little off the wall to me, a little uh, unbalanced in this interview. You're taking a look at it. I know you're you're already looking at it. Next time I want to talk about that. I mean, your background is in psychology, and uh, maybe you can uh, shed some light on what's going on yeah, with this guy. Great. Yeah. Good. Okay. All right. Sounds so, like a plan. Yeah. Okay, Mark. Excellent. Well, hey. Great doing this with you, and we'll talk soon. Pleasure, Larry. Take care of yourself. Okay. That's it for this go-round. My email is still kellymark2 at gmail.com, K-E-L-L-E-Y-M-A-R-K-2 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Our theme music is Awkward Situation by Vortex. Part of the mission here is to provide a corrective to the misleading and deceitful harangues of those who have been punching the daylights out of dedicated professional journalists and people of goodwill for far too long. Together, we can make a difference. For Larry Hames and myself, thanks for listening. This is Nailing It Down.